Because Lord, I, I never would have made it. Never would have made it. I never would have made it. Grace. Mercy and peace be with you. And also with you. Welcome to St. Clement's Church in West London. Four years ago, on 14th of June 2017, our community suffered the devastating Grenfell Tower fire. 72 people died and more than 70 people were injured in the worst domestic fire in the UK since World War II. Grenfell Tower is located in our parish, just a short walk from here, and in the immediate aftermath of the fire, St. Clement's Church and our adjacent gardens became one of the main relief centres, providing support and comfort to survivors of the bereaved. The impact of the fire continues to be felt deeply, and on tomorrow's anniversary, local people of all faiths and none will be taking time to remember those who died. But ours is a close-knit, resilient community. And today, as we gather with friends from our neighbouring parishes of St Helens, North Kensington, and All Saints, Notting Hill, we remember with sorrow those who are forever in our hearts. But we also look forward with hope. The Soul Sanctuary Gospel Choir now sing the hymn, Beauty for Brokenness.
and have not gone to their aid. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us We have condoned evil and dishonesty and failed to strive for justice. Lord, be merciful. We have heard the good news of Christ but have failed to share it with others. Lord, be merciful. We have not loved you with all our heart, nor our neighbours as ourselves. Lord, be merciful. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Nearly four years ago, I stood at the base of Grenfell Tower with so many others, and watched Grenfell burn. 
Four years feels like a long time, especially as we wait for some form of justice. It seems a long time, but often I remember every detail of that night, as if it were yesterday, where we watched in complete horror what unfolded in front of us. What I do remember that night was the test of my faith, why our God would let something like this happen. But at the same time, the only thing I could do was pray. Calling on God at times of great sorrow is a real test of faith. When we say the Lord's Prayer, we say, thy will be done. Our faith, when we see horrors like Grenfell, tell us that it is not God's will, that it's man's thoughts and man's actions that causes so much pain in this world. For us at the moment, there is no roadmap out of what happened at Grenfell. But what the f past four years has told us is that corruption, greed, inequality, discrimination and indifference permeate our society. From Grenfell to the pandemic, to Black Lives Matter, to the recent Hillsborough verdict, we experience great loss of our loved ones and an increasing sense of injustice. It's my faith in God that has kept me campaigning for four years. Faith that justice will prevail. Because I know that God has promised a result. God tells us in the Gospel of Matthew, as it was in the beginning, so it shall be in the end. God spoke first in this world and acted first in this world. And so in turn, he will have the final judgment. And for me, I can never lose faith in his promise. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of a cedar. I will set it out. I will break off a tender one from the topmost of its young twigs. I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel, I will plant it, in order that it may produce bells and bear fruit and become a noble cedar. Under it, every kind of bird will live, live in the shade of its branches, will nest winged creatures of every kind. All the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I bring low the high tree, I make high the low tree. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will accomplish it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Oh! 
fire in your eyes Just believe and I'll make a way Can't shake a weight out in a feet Change is coming soon Even though you know, you know, you know, you know, you know You're through as you congregation at St. Clement's here with us today, uh, Phoebe and her daughter Lady, and uh, can you tell us something of your experience personally of the Grenfell Tower fire? You didn't live in the building, but I think you knew people who did. It was very sad to witness, especially as a mother, to hear the cry of many children crying. Mm. I was hopeless, helpless. I couldn't help, there was nothing I could really do. All I could do was to pray and hope the fire brigade arrived on time to save the lives of all the people trapped there. It broke my heart in a way. And keep praying, asking God to intervene and have mercy on their lives. Obviously I didn't live there, but I knew a lot of people who lived there. I lived there once before when mm. I first arrived in this country. Yes. So I made friends and most of them became like a family to me. Yes. It was really hard. And I wonder if you can tell me how this experience has maybe changed you and how your faith has helped you in the midst of such uh, an extraordinary and unprecedented tragedy. Um, well, I can only talk for myself, but um, I really struggled with my faith during it. Um, 
I was having really bad, um, I guess it's survivor's guilt, mm. more so because the people that we knew from, who had um, tragic, tragically died in the fire, had come from very similar backgrounds to us. Mm. Um, you know, came to this country looking for a better life, um, knew them from school, from church, from carnival arts here, um, and were just as religious, if not more so mm. than us. Um, so I was really finding it tough in terms of I couldn't see God's part in this and I couldn't see the divine intervention in the months following up. But I think, um, like if anything, even though it distanced me from church for a while, it kind of brought me back because I was more so like trying to understand myself from it. I was really struggling with my own like identity as a woman in Christ and as a person. Um, but that was a time to be closer to my con congregation, closer to my parents, to my family, to my church, and just kind of helped to bring me back, you know, to understand that there's certain things that we cannot understand. And for following on from the tragedy, uh, a lot of things have changed in our estate, you know, like a lot of things in terms of fire safety have been implemented. It's really sad they had to be done this way, but they are starting to, you know, maintain our area like it was like intended to be. Exactly. I did struggle with my faith as well. I had to speak to Father Allen during that time, having a one-to-one -one conversation with him. And like Lady said, sometimes we do not understand the way of God and we cannot question him why. Why should this happen? Because there was a lot of innocent children involved as well. If anything at all, they were quite innocent. So, but sometimes we just have to be, you know, accept what has happened and hope. I don't know. Honestly, it was really hard. But yeah, but I keep praying and asking God to, you know, keep me going. And I had some counseling as well mm -hmm. with the whole family. Mm -hmm. I mean, Clement James helped us a lot mm -hmm. to deal with it because it wasn't just about praying, finding our faith, but then we also need mm -hmm. that other part of counseling as well, which actually also helped us. And we've kind of moved forward, but still, you know, sometimes it's all bringing it back again. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Over the years since the fire, our Church of England primary school has worked with many families affected by Grenfell. The children of year four now sing the song, My Lighthouse.
Welcome to St Clement's and James Primary School. Over the past four years, many of our pupils have been directly or indirectly affected by the Grenfell fire. We've sought to support them in many different ways, through art therapy, with our on-site school counsellor, in our nurture room, and with the support of our special school therapy dog, Libby. Hello, Libby. There we go. One of the most recent additions to our school playground, made possible by funds donated after Grenfell, has been our Edible Garden project. And it's so exciting. The children have so many opportunities for learning here. So come and see. So here is our Edible Garden. We've got lots of different beds for all the different year groups. And by planting seeds and watching them grow, the children learn more about how our food grows, about the importance of healthy eating and having a balanced diet. Jesus also taught his followers by telling parables about growing seeds, as we hear in today's Gospel reading. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, Jesus spoke the words to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. At this time of year, people in this community in North Kensington are very conscious of what happened here four years ago. No one living in this area will ever forget that day. It's affected their lives in more ways than we could ever imagine. My own memories of that day are still very vivid, even now. I remember being in this building on the morning after the fire, with people coming in, evacuated from local homes, gifts coming from different parts of London and beyond, trying to pray with people, trying to give some support at a time of great need. I remember it was a hot day, a frantic day, a day of confusion, of anxiety and fear, trying to bring a sense of comfort and hope all the time trying to process how something like this fire could happen in a sophisticated, supposedly safe city like London in the 21st century. It's now four years since the fire. The public inquiry has slowly and painstakingly been piecing together all the tiny details that led up to that day and what went wrong. And the story that's emerging is not a happy one. It's a story of careless decisions, of regulations ignored, 
of an industry that seemed at times more interested in making profits or selling products than keeping people safe. And of course, the whole process is taking longer than many of us would have hoped. And still across the country, thousands of people are living in flats with unsafe cladding or other safety defects, unable to sell their properties and yet facing the costs of waking watches, huge insurance bills, rising service charges, and so far, no obvious answer as to who's going to pay for the mistakes that were made in the construction of their homes. And many of you watching and listening today will have your own struggles and fears. Situations that you are facing where you've longed and prayed for change. Maybe a sickness that you long for healing. A family relationship or a friendship that's broken. A dream that remains unfulfilled. Prayers that are yet unanswered. In his novel, The Last Temptation, the Greek novelist Nikos Kazantzakis has this line. He says, deep in the foundations of wrong, God buries the small despised cry of justice. Deep in the foundations of wrong, God buries the small despised cry of justice. In this world where so much is painful and difficult and unjust, it's as if deep beneath the surface of all that is wicked and unfair, God plants the seed of justice, of goodness, of healing, a seed that will one day surely bear fruit. Our gospel reading today is about the story Jesus told about the kingdom of God being like a seed planted in the ground that grows slowly. First, it's buried deep under the surface, and then it germinates, and eventually little green shoots appear, and before long, the stalk and the head and the grain. Slowly, but surely, the harvest comes. The text tells us that the farmer sleeps and rises day and night, and the seed sprouts and grows. He does not know how. We don't understand how this works, but it does. Now in this story, there are two things going on. The farmer doesn't just do nothing. He plants the seeds, he waters them, he makes sure they are protected from weeds, he applies fertilizer, and yet the actual process of growth is somehow out of his control. Now it's like that when we wait for justice, for healing, for restoration. There are things that we need to do. We maybe need to cross the room to talk to those estranged from us to make contact. We maybe, maybe need to campaign, to pray, to join with others, to ask for help. There is an urgency about justice and healing. Martin Luther King gave a warning that justice too long delayed is justice denied. We need government to step up to act to relieve the struggles of those stuck in unsafe buildings around our country. There may be things that you and I can do today as well to resolve situations that just don't feel right at the moment. And today, maybe after this service, you may want to think, what is it that you can do 
to bring goodness and justice to bear in those situations that just feel wrong. But at the same time, justice is never purely our achievement. Just as a seed grows because of the mysterious power of life at work within it, we also need the reassurance of God's promise that he will bring about justice because he is the author of life. He is the bringer of righteousness. We cannot bear the weight of the need for justice alone. We cannot bring it about alone. The seed of justice needs to grow by the power of God who placed the desire for it deep in our hearts, deep in the foundations of the world. Now that longing for justice and for healing goes deep inside each of us. And yet justice always requires patience, prayer and determination. It also requires trust. Our reading today from the prophet Ezekiel has the image of God restoring his people and it uses the picture of planting a tree. Now of course trees take even longer to grow than grains of wheat but at the end of that reading we get this promise. I the Lord have spoken, I will accomplish it. Whatever you're facing today, in sending his son Jesus Christ, the God who made the world, the God who made you and me, the God who loves you and me, gives us a promise. And that promise is that he is for us. He is on our side. He is on the side of justice and restoration. We are not alone in our search to put things right. The pledge that he gives us is the gift of Jesus Christ and the gift of the Holy Spirit that we celebrate at this Pentecost season. The gift that enables us to experience and know the love and longings of God in our hearts. God has spoken. He will accomplish it. It may take time, it may need patience, but one day it will come. So whether we are longing for justice for Grenfell, wanting to see change in the lives and communities around us, we do what we can today and tomorrow. We trust and we pray. And one day, in this life or the next, God's justice, God's healing will surely come. Amen.
who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
After each prayer, the person leading will say, Lord, in your mercy, and we join together. Hear our prayer. Let us pray for the church and the world, and let us praise God for his goodness. We praise you, our God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received. And so we pray for our community and for all who suffer in the world. Especially, we pray today for the friends and family of the victims of the Grenfell fire, for the survivors and those who carry scars and trauma, that they may discover your comfort, your hope, and your love for them at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the inquiry. We pray for the truth to be uncovered, the truth of what happened, the truth of why it happened, we pray for justice, justice for those who died, justice for those living in unsafe homes. We pray for real change, Heavenly Father, that as a nation you will teach us afresh to see every person as you see them and that the public policy would reflect that. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. We pray for the leaders of our nation and all nations that you will guide them in the ways of mercy and truth, that you will enable them to make wise decisions that are good for those they lead, especially in response to the ongoing COVID crisis. Bring healing and wholeness to people and nations. Have pity on those torn apart by division. Look in mercy upon all who suffer and hear those who cry out in pain and desolation. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, prayer. our prayer. We pray for the renewal of your church in faith, love and service. We pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And may that start with us, Heavenly Father. Hasten, O Lord, the day when people will come from east and west, from north and south, and sit at the table in your kingdom, and we shall see your Son in his glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. As our Saviour Christ has commanded and taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Lord, you have taught us that all our doings without love are nothing worth. Send your Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of love, the true bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whoever lives is counted dead before you. Grant this for your only Son, Jesus Christ's sake, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and watch over you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look kindly on you and give you peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and with all those whom you love, both living and departed, now and forever. Amen. Now the Soul Sanctuary Gospel Choir sing our final song, reflecting the hope and assurance, even in times of sorrow, that one day there will be no more crying, no more dying, for we're going to see the King. Take all your pain. 